Welcome to the Kaiser Times Podcast. My name is Derek Wiley, Associate Editor of the Kaiser Times. Luke Atwood, my guest today, is easy to spot at Whitaker Middle School football practices. He's the coach with his four-year-old son on his shoulders. Atwood was a three-sport athlete at McNary High School and then Willamette University. I talked to Atwood about what it was like to be at McNary during the glory days when the football team won the league championship and reached the semifinals of the state playoffs in 1996, his senior year. How he spent seven years playing football in Europe with his former McNary coach Tom Smythe and what it was like to return to McNary as an assistant coach under Smythe and win the state championship in 2001. We talked about why he stopped coaching and what made him call Whitaker head coach Tom Larimer out of the blue to return. Here's Luke Atwood. Okay, Luke. So, um, yeah, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, your your playing days at McNary. Um, you graduated in 97. Um, your last football season would have been um, 96. And did you play some other sports as well? I did. Uh, I played basketball and baseball. So three-sport athlete, but I'm, I'm assuming football was the one you were – was that your first love and the one you are most successful at? Uh, I'll say basketball was my least successful you know, okay. being 5'11 and freckled, you know, you're a little bit limited in uh, getting up above the rim and all that in basketball. But I played four years of college baseball. Okay. Uh, I played college football and, um, you know, probably baseball was my love when I was a, a smaller boy. And when I got into high school, Coach Smythe pretty much made that impossible because football was amazing. So you played football at Willamette and baseball at Willamette? Yeah, and I even gave two years of basketball a try. So I tried the three-sport deal at Willamette for two years and then did, you know, two years without basketball as well. What was the uh, – I know they won the, the football – McNary won the football state championship the year after you graduated. Um, what was the team like while you were there? Uh, we won the first league championship in, you know – you can do the history on that. I think it was 75-ish. So we won the first league championship since then, my senior year. So all those guys, uh, they got a good taste of being a champion before they became the ultimate champions. We went to the state semifinals. So those guys had so much playoff experience. And our team was predominantly juniors uh, my senior year. So the guys they were returning for the next year, they were heavy favorites to win the state, and they went out and did it. And you were the starting quarterback. What was the offense like? We, uh, we did well. We, yeah. Um, I had the best receiver to throw to. Um, the school's ever had. Um, I had the experience uh, as playing with the best football player our school's ever had. He was the only NFL football player we ever had, Aaron Cook. Um, he's a teammate of mine while I played. Uh, you know, and in the other sports, I played with the best baseball player McNary's ever had. Um, unless you want to argue Austin Dirks, because he's in the pros. I coached him. But uh, Mark Hills was still holds the batting records at McNary. And, um, and then the best basketball player was Sean Kittner, the best receiver, too. So I got to play with amazing athletes in my three sports and be surrounded by the best so it was an amazing experience uh the coaches were the best Vic Backlund Hall of Famer Tom Smythe Hall of Famer I was spoiled completely spoiled by my teammates and coaches and uh how did you end up at Willamette after that um I did a year at UC Davis as a receiver and uh just liked having the ball in my hand more so I transferred to Willamette and ended up starting there as a freshman and played two years and didn't do year three or four there and uh as soon as I was done with college, I ended up sleeping on a couch in Vienna, Austria, uh, with no paycheck and living at a buddy's place who had a paycheck coaching for Coach Smythe over there. And Coach Smythe had put my name on the roster 
um, when I stopped playing college football. Um, but I never went over. Nobody got hurt. And then all of a sudden somebody got a rib broken or a hamster. I can't even remember. But I got flown over there to, like, sleep on somebody's couch for free. And I kind of uh, played my way into earning a spot on that team and played seven years over there. And uh, that was ten years ago. So when you finished uh, playing uh, football after two years at Willamette, I guess you thought you were done. Um, no. Okay, no? Why not? I was on a roster in Europe. <laughs> Being on a roster in Europe, though, I mean, did you think that that was ever, I mean, you, so you knew as soon as that happened that that would eventually turn into something? The nature of a collision sport made me surprised it took three years to catch on over there being on the roster, but I caught on. What were you doing? So I guess you were finishing school, and then as soon as you finished school, you went straight there? There was a couple of weeks before graduation call for me. So I said, give me a couple of weeks and I'll be there. And then you were just, you were actually there before you joined the football team for a while, or? Yeah, I was a reserve because... Um, on paper, they had me down as a quarterback, um, running back, wide receiver. So I was like, hey, we got this guy for free, and he can back up at all these positions. And then uh, I watched a guy get hit pretty bad and took his spot for a month or two at receiver. So you, you just played receiver there, then you never played quarterback? No, I played four years of receiver, and they kept sticking me in at quarterback every time uh, the starter get hurt. And I ended up doing well enough to play three years at quarterback as well, and win European championships as two as a receiver, two as a quarterback, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, what's football like over there? It is, well, when I was there, they had NFL Europe, and so we were not NFL Europe. We were a club sport team that would pay Americans to come play. So uh, most of my teammates were Austrians from all over the country, and we had some huge people from just the countryside that would come in and learn football and become pretty good ball players. What was the pay like? It was it was in what looks like monopoly money. It's called euros and uh yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun to you know, do currency translation and figure out how much a schnitzel is really worth in dollars and yeah, so it was paid in euros. Were you able to live comfortably though or comfortably though or was it just you're just getting by or I mean I'm I'm sure it's not NFL money but I mean, to get specific about the pay over there, I think it was a package deal where I had a free place to live. I could go to, there's like a dozen universities in the city of Vienna, and I could go eat for free at any of those with just like a ticket, a food stamp, if you will. Hmm. And uh, so, I mean, they really take the expense out of things for you and then give you euros on top of it. And you don't pay to fly there. And it's pretty awesome. You'd play like three weekends a month. The next weekend you'd have off, so you'd go catch a, quick flight to somewhere warm, Mallorca, Greece, and get back in time for practice the next week. It was, it was an amazing time. Yeah, do you know how Coach Smythe ended up over there? Hmm. I think he filled out an application in a time before the internet and got a fax back if, you know, and just made connection. And They brought him over after a coach bailed on him. And uh, they ended up winning the championship, I think, that year. And so they fell in love with him. And was he still coaching at McNary? Because was this in the was the European stuff in the spring, and he would have coached here? Okay. I think when he started, he was at Lewis and Clark College, if memory serves me correct. And then when he came to McNary after that, he kept coaching in Vienna in the off season. Okay, so he did that long before he even yep. came here to McNary. Gotcha. Yep. And then you would go back in the fall and help coach with him, is that right? Here, did you coach yeah, at McNary? McNary, and then when he went to Lake Ridge, I coached three seasons there. Um, just fun. 
watching Saturdays. Uh, Syracuse has the last quarterback I coached there was Eric Dungy, four-year starter for Syracuse. And don't be surprised if you see him on Sunday someday. So it's kind of fun to date myself like that. But that was the last time I coached and um, got married and have a couple kids now. And this is the first year where they're in school full-time, which has allowed me the opportunity to get back and start coaching again. Why did you, uh, how did your, uh, why did you stop playing? Was it just, you just get to a certain age? Is that, is there more to it than that? I got out of football before I was 30. And that seemed like a good time, you know. I, uh, I'd done championships as a receiver and a quarterback. Everybody was starting to look younger and I didn't know their names and, you know, yeah. It was a different club at that point and. I'd done everything I wanted to, so why not move on to the next chapter at that point? And how long did you coach at McNary? I started in 2000, I think, give or take. Were you coaching quarterbacks the whole time? I know I was the head freshman coach, head JV coach. Uh, I was a defensive backs coach on the varsity team in 2001 when we won the state championship. And a little bit of everything at all three levels over more than a decade, I think. What was it like being there then for the 2001 state championship after missing it by a year as a player? In 2001, it was, it was surprising because going into the season, we had some great players, but we didn't have that. We weren't favored to win it like we were in 97. And when we made the playoffs in 2001, I, if memory serves me correct, every round we had to play a number one seed from a different league. Mm. So it was like Tigered. Uh, this is before the power rankings. Yeah, so you don't know how good everybody is. You just know you're playing the best. And we weren't the number one seed from the Valley League. We were the number two seed. So there was some shock and awe in that state championship versus the 97 one where you went into that game expecting to be state champion. You went into the playoffs expecting that. And credit Tom Smythe. He told those boys the plan right away was to win it. And they believed it, and they went and did it. Whenever I uh, Googled you, um, the first thing that popped up wasn't anything about you. It was about your wife. Um, is, is she the, it sounds like she's probably the better athlete. She's my better half. Yeah. How, how did, uh, you two guys meet? Like in middle school, a buddy of mine, uh, went to St. Joseph's and we had a day off or a short day or something. And we took the chariot bus downtown and she was just a part of his previous class. And so we kind of knew who each other were at a young age and our senior years, we were athletes of the year, um, together so she's a female I was the male in this area and uh so we had this huge banquet deal I guess that neither of us really remembers and we were sitting up front neither of us remember but uh so we knew who each other were and then you know funny how life works later in life we got connected and fell in love so and she was a, a track standout at at uh, North Salem and then All-American at Georgetown yeah yeah she's yeah she, until a few years ago, still probably held the state record in either the 200 or the 400, I forget. Oh, and you have two young children who, are, who just started school? Yes, but and by starting school, I mean five days a week. Um, so there's no stay-at-home daddy this day or that day. And uh, it's freed me up to help coach this fall at Whitaker. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I know Tom just said that he kind of got a phone call out, phone call out of the blue um, from you saying that uh, you'd be interested in and helping out, volunteering at Whitaker. Why uh, now? Um, why did you decide to do that? Well, it, you know, looking at the path I took, it's almost surprising I am coaching because um, 
I can't remember how I ended up connecting with Andrew Copeland, Officer Copeland, um, but he really was the one who was supposed to be coaching there. And the varsity team needed his help with the receivers, and he stepped up and rose to the occasion, and uh, there was a vacancy there. So, yeah, you know, his dad was my coach at Whitaker. So I'm coaching my coach's grandson now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my my sister's boy as a coach is on the team, which sounds better than my nephew somehow. But, you know, my uh, my parents, because of that, have been a great help with uh, on most days picking up my kids from school and things like that that I would normally be doing or my wife um, when we can't get there because I'm at practice or she's called away at work, you know, they've been able to help and you know they get to see me coach their grandson which they like so pretty much there was just a vacancy that you heard about and you wanted to yeah, I think Andrew mentioned it or somehow we were talking and it was uh something I you know said I would do and I, I let them know that my schedule wasn't the best I I had a I have a travel deal I'll miss a Monday and a Tuesday of practice next month and I told them that up front and still surprised they wanted somebody who's going to miss practices now and then but you know I was lucky they gave the invite despite that yeah and what's that been like coaching the middle school kids you know it's I didn't realize until a little bit ago I only see them in their pads because I don't work at the school and I saw a kid out of his pads and it really makes you realize that they're kids when they're in their pads like they're bigger than me and they hit and they run but man when you see them out of their pads it gives you a, a a bigger heart for them, for sure. Um, yeah. They, you realize how influential you can be for them. And, yeah, it's it's a real positive experience. Witnessing how I can be positive for them and teach them and keep them safe out there with what I know. And you're coaching the defense, right? I am. That was, you know, that was <laughs> Coach Larimer's idea. And he just asked, well, do you want to do the defense? And I just said, yes, I've done that before, and I'll give it my best. So, yeah, it sounds like I know you, you played quarterback, but you've coached pretty much everything from, from just being at McNary and Lake yeah, Ridge. and I was a defensive coordinator of sorts at McNary for a JV team for a number of years and then took offense after that, and that was natural for sure as being a quarterback. But, you know, defense, think like a quarterback. What are they going to try and do and try and teach your kids that? What else are you doing uh, like career-wise and outside of coaching? What have you been up to? Um, I still work in garden gloves to – hardware stores and farm stores and garden centers. And uh, it's a family business. My grandpa started third generation. So I'm making that work, keeping the lights on. Well, cool. Are you still going to McNary games and have you been around here? Or do you guys, do you guys live in uh, Brooks now? Is that where, where, where are you up to? Yeah, I'm in the Kaiser area here still. And uh, tonight's game I'm going to miss. There's roller skating tonight at the hoop. And uh, my daughter has to go. So that's where I'll be tonight. Um, as much as I'd like to be on the sidelines and watching a Friday night football game instead of making sure she doesn't fall down roller skating. But, you know, it's important to her. And, you know, coaching at Whitaker is such a nice life balance for getting to spend time with my daughter like that. And, you know, there's been a few practices where I've had my four-year-old on my shoulders and having that flexibility where it's not a, I don't know, you can't have your kids on your shoulders in high school. You just can't. And this is middle school, and there's a little more flexibility, which really helps me at this point in my life. And, you know, my wife has been so supportive as well, and my parents have helped in every way they can just to 
pick up where we need help. And it's, it's been a very positive experience. Well, Luke, it was a pleasure uh, catching up with you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure as well. And that is it for this episode. You can subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes or listen on SoundCloud. Follow the Kaiser Times on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Read online at kaisertimes.com. And subscribe to the paper for just $25 a year in your mailbox every Friday. <laughs> <laughs>